It's been a minute, huh? I know. It really has. I can't even remember the last time we talked. When was it? Like beginning like of May, May May not or second or something like that? Yeah. It was old it was two weeks ago. <laughs> Our usual. <laughs> Anything fun happen between then and now? I wouldn't say anything that, that has happened has been real fun in particular. <laughs> <laughs> but some things have happened. Um, All right. Yeah, like a couple weeks ago, I legitimately thought that Amy was dying. Like, she <gasps> was not eating, like, not begging for food. She was sleeping all day. Like, I was so terrified that she was dying. Oh, no. Like, yeah. I, I set up my little um, USB camera to watch her all day that I could, you know, watch her from work and whatever. And, like, I had her all set up because she couldn't, she couldn't jump up onto anything. She was just having, like, she couldn't, she could barely do anything. I mean, she was at least, she was still using the litter box. I mean, I watched her try to jump into the one that has high walls and she fucking hit the lip and fell in. And I, I almost started crying. I was like, oh my god, my baby's dying. And oh I know, it was really it was really rough. Like, she, yeah. Because it, it really weirded me out one morning, the, the first morning I realized it. Because, like, she didn't wake me up. And normally mm-hmm. she's waking me up at, like, 4.30 in the morning. Right. And I woke up at, like, 6.30 and there's no cat around and I was like okay what the fuck uh-huh yeah. and so like I went into her room and I put some food in her bowl and she like woke up and came down and like ate a little bit of it and I was like okay and then later that day like I hadn't seen her all day she just slept all day in her room and then later in the evening uh it was like 6.30 p.m. rolls around, and like, again, she hadn't come out and bugged me for food, and I was like, okay, now this is fucking weird. <laughs> like, this mm-hmm. is, there's something up. And so, she was like that for like four or five days. Like, Holy she was, shit. yeah. I mean, towards the the last two days, she started like moving a little, more, a little more and coming out a little bit, but like, yeah, it was a rough few days, but she seems to be like recovered. But, like, she's old. She's 12. Like, you know. It, yeah. It was, it's not unexpected. But, like, I didn't want to have to take her to a vet and have them, you know, tell me nothing's wrong with her for tons of money. Because she seems to be doing okay. But. Right. She's old. So. Oh, man. I'm glad that she's feeling better. Because that's fucking scary. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I had a, <laughs> I had a few days where I was just, like, a wreck. Oh, yeah. yeah, and the fact that you can't, when you're not home and you can't mm-hmm. watch her, like, oh, that's even more terrifying to come home and, like, if something did happen to her and find her, like, that you couldn't be there? Oh, I can't. I know. I can't. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was It was a time, and I'm not looking forward to having to do that again when she actually does get sick yeah. and die, or if we, ha- if this is, like, a thing that's going to happen now on occasion, because this has never right. happened before. She rarely ever gets sick. I mean, it's always just, like, mm-hmm. a hairball or something, but, like, yeah, this is, this was different, so. Oh, man. Well, I hope it doesn't happen anytime soon, again. <laughs> yeah. Because that fucking sucks. Oh, it fucking does. Tomorrow, I have to take Pumpkin in for... Uh, she's getting a surgery consultation to get that big old lump removed oh. from her ear. 
Because she has this underlying ear infection that's so bad and it it doesn't heal because there's no air getting in. And they mm-hmm. said that the only way it could heal if is if they like remove that hematoma mass from her ear. And so now I have to take her in to get a consultation. And then they asked me to to not feed her like after midnight tonight. Ooh. I was like, um, for the consultation? <laughs> and they're like, uh, they're like, yeah. And I was like, oh, that means I have to do it twice if she has surgery. And I hate not feeding her because she's so hungry. I know. She needs to eat. <laughs> yeah. Big baby needs Big food. girl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this morning at four in the morning, my um, my apartment fire alarm started going off, oh, and I like shit. got out of bed. And the only thing I, thing I could think of is where the fuck is Pumpkin, mm-hmm. so that I could like get her and and go out. But like as soon as I like ran out of my bed and started looking for her, it it turned off, and I'm like, that was so weird. I have mm. no because it's not like someone was like taking a. A, a hot steaming shower at 4 a.m. or someone was cooking. I guess they could have been, but I'm like, why did this go off and just for like five seconds? Like it right. was so strange. And it's it's not. It wasn't like in your apartment, but like the building's fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're not testing so like, it at four in the morning. Like that's exactly like, they're not doing that. Huh? Exactly. So I was like, hmm paranormal activity (laughs) maybe (laughs) maybe one can help oh my god we've been watching so much of this show called uh paranormal caught on camera it's yeah it's uh (laughs) i mean like the footage is sometimes really interesting the commentators are not so interesting sometimes yeah (laughs) Yeah. but it's you know you watch it for the videos that's that's all it is yeah but some of them are really fucking fucking cool but, oh, yeah, that's dope. I know it's crazy how some people can like catch stuff on camera. Like, how lucky can you be to actually be able to like film something mm-hmm. happening um, related to ghost and shit? Because that's a very rare occurrence. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, they actually on one of the ones I was watching this morning, they were talking about how it's becoming more um, common or more. It just they're people are catching more stuff now because they're like making YouTube videos or like chatting online with their friends or whatever where they're recording themselves a lot so they get a lot of accidental right. um yeah catching like of spirits on yeah. their cameras or whatever. So I thought that was an interesting thought. But then a lot of people get it on like security footage or Yeah, yeah. right. We just always have cameras running now, so it's mm-hmm. like well, yeah, like yeah, you're gonna get something. The those door like the ring doorbell um, yeah video things like people catch stuff on that too because they'll set off like the, mm-hmm. like a ghost will set off the motion activated sensor or whatever. Hell yeah, yeah. But Ugh, big fan. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Sometimes I have like an alarm clock that has a a video camera on it so that I can watch Pumpkin when mm-hmm. I'm out of the house and then sometimes I'm just looking for because it will like you know take a screenshot of when there's activity and so sometimes I'm just looking up like is it ever going to take a screenshot when pumpkin's not in the picture so far it hasn't but <laughs> I, I can always just see your little tail surfacing by <laughs> but, oh, one of my uh, favorite things to see on that paranormal caught on camera show is ghost pets like they have oh my God. there's quite a few videos of like um there's one where like a cat is 
like walking through the neighborhood and somebody's like security camera caught it and it's just like kind of weaving mm-hmm. in the cars and then you see this like little um orb just kind of like shoot down from the sky and another cat like pops up right behind it like this like <laughs> little see-through cat just kind of trots along behind it it's really oh fucking cute mm-hmm. that is so cute god cats are even cute as ghosts i love it <laughs> yeah uh, there was another one where um this lady was walking her dog and it was just like this little dog and somebody's um like one of her neighbor's doorbell things caught uh the footage and so she's walking her dog and then you see um this other little like ghost dog following behind trying to catch up with her and i guess um the lady who was walking her dog had said that the other dog that she had had passed away like a week before that video was shot oh my god so it was just a little ghost dog trying to catch up oh she's trying to reunite Mm -hmm. oh that's so sweet Oh, good. I hope our cats haunt us when they die. I know. That that's, the best. that's what I was... That's <laughs> all I think about is, like, Amy, let her come back and haunt me. Fuck. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, you never know. It could happen to you. <laughs> oh, I was just thinking in my head, how can we tie this in? <laughs> nice. Nice transition. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you want to introduce us so we can actually get into this um, PG movie? Yeah, let's do it. So I'm Jesse. And I'm Erin. And we're the Cage Queens. What a great idea. So the movie that we watched this week was called It Could Happen to You, released in 1994. And it's pretty much where this cop, played by Nicolas Cage... Um, enters in to get um, a lottery ticket and he is visiting a restaurant where he doesn't have a tip for um, the waitress and he pretty much tells her um, that if he does win the lottery that he'll split the winnings with her as her tip and then um, lo and behold he wins the fucking lottery and he gives her the money and then this kind of love story develops and uh we kind of follow that throughout and yeah it's a it's a pg movie mm-hmm. and so it is just very very um basic and boring no sex scenes here because it's pg <laughs> so another one where we uh don't see uh nick thrusting <laughs> no. and another one where nick is the goodest good guy oh, he could ever be oh the most God. honest and loyal guy he was just a good cop yeah, yeah. one one thing you did i don't think you mentioned in your little recap is that at the very beginning nick is already married to yep. um rosie perez who plays muriel um yes his his wife so nick is charlie and he's married to muriel and they we find out at some point in the movie that they met back in high school, so they were, like, high school mm-hmm. sweethearts who have been together, and also, like, it's the only woman that Nick's ever banged, <laughs> which... I can't believe he said that. Like, I was like, why is this part of the conversation right now? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a weird one uh, to bring up. He really didn't need to, but... <laughs> no. uh, but l- like I said, he's too honest, once again. Yeah, too exactly. Honest. Exactly. You may be oversharing yes. again a little too much, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, literally in the first like couple scenes, 
we just see good cop Nick doing all of yeah. these like good, good deeds. deeds. Like he's literally delivering a baby on a bus. It was like, what the fuck is this? Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh no, we're going to have another one of these movies where Nick's playing the good, good old boy that is uh, just too honest and too too nice to everybody so yeah he didn't really get to to rage out in this film no unfortunately yeah and and really the villain was rosie perez um exactly who who she is um really quite the opposite of nick so nick is a very Mm -hmm. generous person and she's a very greedy person so she really wants money because she doesn't like the lifestyle that they live um that they're living in like a one-bedroom apartment and queens or whatever and nick's a cop so they're not making a ton of money and she's working at a salon Mm -hmm. or something so like you know it's not the life she sees herself living and she resents him for it and um is really just looking for a way out i think honestly and so she's her thing is playing the lottery and she makes nick buy the lottery ticket for her like they the numbers that they use are like uh, her birthday it's and like, his, their anniversary or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the numbers that he was supposed to pick uh, for the lottery ticket. Yeah, and he, like, he does for the most part, but then he messes up one number. Mm-hmm. You got the numbers wrong! Wrong? And so um, I guess kind of towards the end, there's this problem where, like, pretty much Rosie Perez's character is, like, suing... Nick to try to claim that that ticket was hers mm-hmm. and that she should be entitled to the full, um, I guess, winnings. And so that's really the only reason why that matters. Yeah. But. So the they win um, the lottery. Mm-hmm. And it's a $64 million jackpot, but that's, like, nationwide. So then you split it between all, mm-hmm. all the different states that won. But there turned out to be another winner in New York. So they had to split the winnings with bowling team or whatever in new york yeah um and they end up uh taking home four million and nick has to tell rosie obviously that he um made a deal with a waitress that he's honoring because he is a good guy he seemed awful conflicted when he was trying to decide if he should give the money to her because of this deal that he made um obviously rosie says fuck no because it's their Mm -hmm. money and you know like who 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 honestly would have believed that anyways. Exactly. And, um, like, pretty much everybody's telling Nick not to give the waitress the money. But, you know, mm-hmm. Nick, he's he's a good guy in this one. And he, he, like, goes in to, like, revisit the waitress. And then she tells him, like, all of her, like, life trauma about how oh, yeah. she's been bankrupt and how she uh, wants a divorce but can't pay for it. And so then mm-hmm. that kind of convinces him like to do the right thing and uh yeah she goes berserk and yeah very thankful yeah he didn't really he wasn't planning to give her the money until he heard the sob story i think yeah he just needed to know that she was worth it or something Um, (laughs) i guess yeah i gave her my word at first she doesn't believe him obviously that he's giving her a bunch of money and then she does, and Rosie Perez is pissed because now she has to live off of $2 million instead of $4 million yeah. because it's very difficult to live off of $2 million. <laughs> 
Wait not gonna not gonna harp on that one again. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they quickly become a really uh, big news uh, headline because uh, everybody goes to collect their checks and um, everybody is getting interviewed. Like all the winners are being interviewed about what they're gonna do with their winnings. And so like mm. the bowling guys, they want to like what open a bowling alley for whatever <laughs> yeah. reason. And then like some old lady wants to build a <laughs> summer cottage or something. And of course, you know, Nick's got to put out there that he's giving this waitress two million dollars, and it's the mm-hmm. cop that gave a two million dollar tip. And uh, all of a sudden, all three of them become really big news. But it really focuses more on Nick, um, much to Rosie's chagrin. I can't not leave a tip. Yeah, and then the waitress, uh, her name is Yvonne. Oh, yeah, I, I never, <laughs> never. Uh, <laughs> Bridget Fonda, one of, like, another oh, famous, yeah. like, name. Anyways, like, last yes. name. But. Um, so she decides that she wants to buy the restaurant that she was waitressing at and continue to be a fucking waitress. I was like, <laughs> if you were a waitress that just received $2 million, I highly doubt that you're going to continue to be a waitress. Like, mm-hmm. what the? Why would you want to do that? But apparently she's a very good-hearted woman as well, and she just wants to help people in need, and she makes, like, a spot at the at her restaurant where she can feed people who can't afford a meal and yeah. like, all this, like... You know, yeah. very she, sweet and kind stuff. She dedicates that table to, like, Nick. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, but it was, like, around this point, or maybe, right, yeah, right around then when Nick um, goes to his favorite <laughs> Korean grocery store or whatever. And oh, my God. he somehow picks up that there's a robbery going on um, via all the very subliminal cues that are happening like just these very um small things that are different to him but we we don't really notice um Mm -hmm. and so he goes out uh and tells his partner Bo that the the grocery store is being robbed so of course he has to go be a hero as Bo tells him not to be and (laughs) he sneaks in through the basement and like um heists his way through the grocery store and like sneaks around a the aisles until he gets to the the robbery situation and throws a can of something at the guy with the gun <laughs> who who shoots the gun and hits Nick in the arm actually so mm-hmm. he um gets kind of taken off of work for a while so he now he has a ton of free time because he can't do his cop shit and he's got a bunch of money so uh oh he gets awarded and he announces that he's gonna give 10 grand to a charity fund for like widows of cops and his Mm. wife rosie of course gets even more upset because he's just like giving money away left and right um Mm -hmm. you know just to whoever because he's a good guy who doesn't give a fuck about money and material needs it means nothing to me. Exactly. And then at one point, while kind of Nick's on his, like, leave of absence or whatever, there's this, like, millionaire boat party. I think it it might be related to the people that won the lottery or something. I don't know. It's this big old celebration on, like, a yacht-type deal. 
And um, so Nick and uh, Rosie Perez go and like she's all flirting with, you know, the hot shot old men there that have a lot of money. And Nick's like, oh, this isn't my scene. And like he like leaves to like get off the boat to like take a breather or something. And then he stumbles into Yvonne, who was like being too cheap to pay the taxi driver like he needed to pay his bill or she needed to pay her bill. And she had a 20 and. You know, he couldn't break the 20. And, you know, now that she's a two, now she's a millionaire. She can't just leave him the fucking tip, but. (laughs) Repeat after me. Keep the change. Then Nick, like, finds her doing that. And then um, they miss the boat together. And then they end up going to this restaurant where they have this deep conversation. Nick tells her that, you know, he's only been with Rosie Perez. And then Mm -hmm. they dance and they fall in love and they both realize that they're just both these two people that are good people and are meant to be together. And after that, then they kind of start making plans to hang out together more because Nick has all this free time and he's super bored. And so Mm -hmm. we see them going on a series of dates. Yeah, I mean, I think it was all in just one day, actually. I think they just, it it? was just the next day. (laughs) This was like all they did. So like in the morning... Uh, Yvonne want, suggested that they go rollerblading. So they go rollerblading. And it reminded me of you. Because yeah. Nick couldn't slow down or turn. And he goes I into literally the... thought that. <laughs> and he goes into the pond. Um, so I thought, yeah, I definitely thought of you in that scene. Yes. Yes. I, I, I could relate. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't his jam. Um, so he suggested that instead they go to the subway and pay everybody's subway fare to get on the, so the, the train. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So that makes the new, like that makes the paper headline. Um, and so another good deed done. And, and uh, Yvonne's like, oh, I don't know how you could possibly top this or how I could possibly top it. And he's like, well, I can. I'll, I know how to top oh, this. I know. <laughs> so he rents out Yankee Stadium and gets all the kids that he plays neighborhood baseball with to come out to the stadium. And they, like, play baseball there and take pictures and, like, have a good old fucking time. And then they leave for the end of the day and Nick goes home to find Rosie throwing all his shit out on the lawn um, because she saw that newspaper headline where he was giving away yet more money Um, Mm -hmm. so she decided that she's had enough and then we see Yvonne go back to her apartment where her um, husband, still currently husband but she's, they're separated Um, Stanley Tucci actually who mm. plays Eddie, her husband. Um, he's there in the apartment, like, in a towel, eating her food, and he's asking her for money. And so, like, she bails on that, and Nick is back at his place with Rosie, and they're having an argument, and Rosie says she wants a divorce, and he's just like, well, I guess that makes it easy. I guess I can leave yeah. this one now. So he ditches, too, and... <laughs> They end up at the same hotel. Uh, coincidentally. Coincidentally. Like, wow. I know. <laughs> and they even have adjoining suites. How oh crazy gosh. is that? <laughs> uh, yep. 
And then they have, like, this awkward small talk about mm-hmm. how there's nice bathrobes. And then they're like, whoa, why is this so weird? And then they go in for the kiss. And then the next morning they leave the hotel together. And then everyone's there, like, celebrating them. And it's just, it's so cringy. Like, mm-hmm. it's so bad. And then eventually, um, you know, that's when uh, Muriel was like, hey, she hired a lawyer and was like, hey, those lottery winnings are mine. She takes uh, Nick and Yvonne to court and the jury actually rolls in favor of Muriel, who's played by Rosie uh, Perez. (laughs) You're going to say Rosie O'Donnell. (laughs) (laughs) I heard it. I heard it. Oh my god, that would be so bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so then, you know, Yvonne runs off crying. Nick can't find her. She's in the restaurant. And then he's like, and then she's like telling him about how she lost all his money for him and blah 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 and how she doesn't think that he wants to be with her and he's like oh i don't care about the money i just want to be with you (laughs) and it's just like i guess happy ending i don't know oh yeah Yeah. then you want to talk about angel (laughs) yeah i know so in that like final moment where they're like hugging and uh in the restaurants um they're uh there's like this knock on the window and it's raining outside and there's this like homeless black man like knocking on the window kind of making motions like can i come in and eat um and they're like eh i mean like why not who fucking cares (laughs) so they let him in and like give him some soup and they like continue like hugging and like slow dancing in the restaurant while the homeless guy is eating soup and they're talking about what they should do. They're like, well, no, you know, there's nothing for us here. We should leave the city. Maybe we'll go to Buffalo. We can start over. Um, blah, blah, blah. And so they're like, okay, we'll do that. Um, and that's that scene kind of just ends. And uh, I don't know if it's like the next day later or whatever. Um, well, it must have been the next day. There was some article published about how... Um, like, they're still, you know, in love, even though they don't have money, and they're just really, uh, it's a very touching love story or something like that in the paper, and, um, so Nick and Yvonne decide they're gonna move, and they've packed up, and she's like, I want to go back to the restaurant, like, one more time, just, you know, to say goodbye or whatever, and so they do, and there's this pile of mail just inside the door just this massive pile and they start going through it and it's all just cash donations to them like five dollars ten dollars whatever um because that newspaper article must have asked for donations for them Mm -hmm. and so they go through all this mail and they end up with 600 grand in donations and they're able to you know buy the restaurant rejoin the force and whatever and we find Mm -hmm. out that that old homeless uh black man was actually a reporter um for the new york post and he's been following them from the very beginning which like he's a homeless guy on the street that gets change or nick gives him some cash and rosie takes it out and he turns around and puts more cash in um mm-hmm. you know that kind of 
just he's there at everything. He's there at the courthouse. He's always there. And he's also the narrator of the movie, which uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we didn't talk about, but like, no, yeah, that's Minor a whole detail, thing. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My ve- one of my very first notes was who the fuck is narrating this? I know. I know. I wrote that too. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, another deadfall situation where we had this random-ass narration. Yep. Yeah, and the narrator is, his name's Angel Dupree. Who played him? Do we remember? Um, Oh, I didn't even look it up. Isaac Hayes. There we go. Yep. So, so yeah, it's Isaac Hayes. um, Kind of like a Morgan Freeman-esque narration, I'd say, is kind of what he was doing. Um. But yeah, it was definitely yeah. a PG movie for fucking sure. hundred percent. Yeah. And in the end, they, uh, the Nick and, um, Yvonne get married and then mm-hmm. they go up in a big old red hot air balloon. And then they have all these like paper hearts that they throw out onto I the know. world to spread their love. <laughs> I made a note about that littering. I'm like, how they <laughs> yeah. just... Like, what a way to spend your money <laughs> to throw I paper know. all what over the ground. Waste. It was yeah. such a fucking waste. Yeah. yeah. The only interesting thing about this movie is was that it was based on a relatively true story. Yeah. The the true story wasn't even as interesting as the real story. No. I mean, as the movie story, no. obviously. But go ahead. Yeah. So the true story was about, it was about a cop who did um, split his, he won the lottery and he split his winnings with a waitress. Um, Their names were Robert Cunningham and Phyllis Penzo. And it happened in like 1984. But like, they kind of called their story more of a story of luck than a story of love. And Mm -hmm. both of them, um, before the lottery and everything, were happily married. Like, there was no love story between them. They were just good friends. They knew each other before, like, for, like, 15 years before, like, they even um, had this lottery winning. And so um, I guess that was really the only, like, premise of the, you know, the cop giving the waitress uh, million dollar, millions of dollars of tips. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I guess that was the only, like, interesting part of it but uh, everything else was completely made up <laughs> yeah in in real in the real story they picked the numbers together i think like he picked yep. half she picked half like he was a regular at the diner that she worked at or whatever so like everything was planned like there was no surprise moment like that was their plan from the beginning you know yeah. like split the winnings 50 50 like that was just the thing that they had done and and then they, yeah, stayed happily married to their spouses for so many odd years after that. And they just had very happy lives. <laughs> they didn't really do anything. I mean, I'm sure maybe they did some jo- donations, but I was like looking up what they actually spent their money on. They're like, we went on vacation. We bought houses. We mm-hmm. like bought uh, new cars. Like, I'm like, yeah, that sounds a little bit more accurate. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. Me too. I mean, we've talked about it before already. <laughs> How we would just... Yeah, I know. <laughs> the practical things we'd do with our money. Yeah. I don't think there's anything too crazy I would do with my money. mm Yeah, I mean, I would definitely donate some, but, like, 
I wouldn't be completely selfless about it. Like, come on, you gotta be able to enjoy it yourself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I know we complain about all these people, like, how can you live on, like, millions of dollars? But we're like, but we definitely at least keep, like, one million yeah. around. <laughs> like, for sure. Yeah, death, death, death. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I wrote it, like, at the end of the movie. I'm like, people that, that are this good, like, they just make me sick because it makes me feel bad about myself for not being this generous. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, like, in the 90s, though, how much debt did they really have? I know. How expensive was shit? I mean, I feel like in the 90s, you could be a little more loose with your money if you had it. Definitely. Um, I feel like right just now, we have... Things are just very expensive. I've been yep. thinking about, like, just the cost of internet. It's like, it's a thing that everybody uh, needs now. Yeah. Like, why do we have to pay $80 for it or whatever the fuck? Exactly. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, just the cost of living and how everything is so stupid expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I pay, like, I pay, like, at least 50 bucks a month for my internet, and I have literally, like, my internet is such trash but i'm like i'm not gonna pay more because like this is already stupid expensive i don't want to pay even more for just Mm -hmm. slightly better internet like oh it's frustrating it's so expensive yeah did they when did the internet start when did when did people have to start paying for the internet all i mean like it started with dial-up i think was the the That's og right. ver- well i mean before that there was other ways like of connecting to intranets and stuff i think but like dial-up was when it was more commercially available because my mom mm-hmm. had dial-up and my dad might have had it for a short time but he was like one of the early adopters of like the the um having like a modem and everything um mm. Yeah, because I remember my mom had dial-up for a long time after, yeah. after like, AOL came out um, with their, uh-huh. like, discs and shit. Um, oh, yeah. I operated off a of dial-up for a long time, too. It took my, my parents a long time to switch. It looks like the internet's official birthday was 1983. Oh, yeah. So. Nice, nice. Yeah. I'm, yeah <laughs> my mom had dial-up until probably... <laughs> Maybe early 2000s, like late that's, 90s, early that's, 2000s. That's yeah. definitely what I'm thinking, too. Had to be early 2000s because I was definitely like on it. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that that tone uh-huh. where like, you tried to make a phone call and then you just heard that on the line and you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, so silly. I remember like going to my friend's house because her family had dial-up for even longer than my family had dial-up, mm-hmm. and um, we'd go down in her basement, and I remember we'd spend like two hours on the computer, like on the internet, looking at like fan fictions and stuff that she was writing. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and her mom would get so upset that she would spend <laughs> so much time doing that on the internet. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh man, the good old yeah. days on the internet with. The, the AOL chats and all that fun oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, the, did you ever make friends with, like, strangers on the internet? Oh, 100%. I would just yeah. look for, like, strange chat rooms and, like, i go on, like, Omegle. <laughs> did you remember oh, that? Oh, God, I hated that one. Oh, there was so <laughs> many wieners on there. I know, that's disgusting. all I thought about. It was just, like, all the dicks. That, like, I had a flashback moment. <laughs> That was really, um, 
Yeah. I would try to, like, look for, like, ones that had, like, games with them. So, like, playing, like, checkers or, like, a, a card game or something and then look for a little chat feature. Or, like, did you did you ever play, like, Zwinky? <laughs> I don't think I played that. Um, I did an anime. Oh, that was so fun. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> there was this, like, anime chat thing where you could you had like a little avatar that you could like dress and you could like yes go, get clothes for and you could like walk around the, like a town and talk to other yeah. like little anime characters and, that's like, play what swinky was yeah. yeah that's i did that <laughs> instead yeah that was that was pretty fun or like club penguin club penguin lasted for a while and then i remember it the internet was upset when they when they took it away <laughs> yeah i never got into that one that was that was a little it wasn't little, as fun yeah you know. I played a lot of Neopets, though. That was different, though. Mm-hmm. Neopets. Mm, my OG internet game. Yeah, right. Oh, God, we're back to <laughs> talking about old internet games. Oh, <laughs> man. It's just, just go back. I know. And I think sometimes sometimes I do go back into Neopets just so I can play the games, because I think you can yeah. do that without an account. Um, I think. But then, I mean, if not, you just create an account anyway so you can play the games. Right. But, like... Yeah, that sounded pretty good right now. I wonder mm-hmm. how much it's changed. <laughs> right? I know, there. that's, like, the that's the problem, too, is, like, you have such a fond memory of how it used to be, and then they, like, try to update mm-hmm. it, and then it's just, like, not as good. Yeah. Even though it's, like, better quality, like, graphics and more features and all that kind of stuff, but it's like, ooh, I don't, I didn't want this. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand how, like, it works. I mean, I didn't really understand yeah. 100% how Neopets worked, like when I was mm-hmm. playing it, but fuck, I could, I could really smash some Neopets right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I don't have time for well, that shit too, though. Yeah, too bad we gotta watch this next Nick Cage movie. I know. But um, first we have to rank our. Oh, fuck. It could happen to you. And now that I have the list, I have it pulled up in front of me. Yeah. Okay. So I totally forgot that I sent that to you. Hold on, let me open mine. <laughs> I'm involved now. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Yeah, I'm thinking that this uh, is gonna rank very similar to like Guardian Tess because like mm-hmm. Guardian Tess was also another very like I think that one was PG-13, but I mean it was still that very uh, boring level of uh, entertainment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if it's PG-13 because she got buried alive. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I just yeah, had that thought. <laughs> it must be, because, or or because Nick, didn't Nick get to say fuck? It was the F-bomb, right? That's right, what, that's yeah. what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, do you think they could show somebody get buried alive, though, in a PG movie? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Hmm. Well, yeah. I guess we'll never know, hopefully. <laughs> I guess not. Oh, man. So, it looks like Guardian Tess is, like... It's below Red Rock West um, mm-hmm. and above Time to Kill, which is still kind of on the at least five, six, set, like the seventh down on our list. Seventh yeah. from the bottom, I mean. Seventh from the bottom. It's pretty low. I mean, it's it's under yeah. that halfway point. Um, yeah. So is this a better or worse than Guarding Tess? I liked it more than Guarding Tess. I think I did, too. Did you like it more than Red Rock West? 
You really have a hard time saying that one. Because <laughs> I just want to say rocket. <laughs> Still on that wiener. Oh, man. Yeah. The wiener um, <laughs> Yeah. That's a good question, isn't it? Was it better than Red Rock West? What do you think? I don't know, because Red Rock West was that, uh, that other one where he was a good a good. That's man. right. You're right. So we got two <gasps> two movies where he's a good old boy that we have to kind yep. of compare. I feel like it, it probably wasn't just because this one was more like cringy and more like the only interesting thing about this was that it was semi based on a true story. Which so you're saying was beneath Red worse. Rock West? Yes, All right. I think so. Okay. What are you nuts? All right. So the next movie that we are going to watch is called uh, Trapped in Paradise. So uh, residents of a friendly Pennsylvania town foil three brothers' plan to rob a bank on Christmas Eve. Uh, a Christmas okay. movie. It's a Christmas movie. It's a robbing or another like burg- burgling theme, a, th- mm-hmm. a theft. That's going to occur probably with Nick Cage and it looks like maybe his two brothers who are also pretty famous, John Lovitz and Dana Carvey. So Hmm. Nick's playing Bill Furpo and then the other two are playing Dave and Elvin and they all have the same last name. So I'm assuming they're brothers. Um, Yep. Is there anybody else that's familiar? Doesn't look like it. Mm. This is rated uh pg-13 god Ni- the 90s must have been a rough one for nick like for real. maybe maybe he was trying to to transition into like mainstream movies you mm-hmm. know because he was doing all the wild stuff so maybe he was trying to like yes commercialize himself a little more um because you know money he's more likely to get more money if he's in popular movies but this right doesn't actually sound that good so i don't know i don't really fucking know man i'm just making shit yeah up. i mean it does look like his next one after this is kiss of death isn't that one kind of a popular one or like starting to get more popular and then it's leaving las vegas so like he had to kind of do some of these more shitty mm-hmm. films to get into some of his bigger roles he's got to show off his like his acting prowess in different yes. roles. Yeah. Exactly. His his versatility. Mm-hmm. From an yeah. honest man to a crook. <laughs> I would have to say yes. Uh, well, that was a lotto <laughs> digest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Come on!